Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, sir. Hello, Jen Williams. Uh, How are you? I'm good, I think. (laughs) Oh my God, this sounds like the strongest signal yet. Uh, I agree. (laughs) So we might be good. Yeah, I think we might actually be, this one might be for keeps. We're, okay. we're doing it. So, I'm not moving. I'm going I'm not to sit right here. Up. Good. I am staying put. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to the tent. And this is Scott Feldman with my very special guest, the <laughs> oft-requested but hard to get a hold of, Jen Williams. <laughs> we've been having, this is literally take 14, I think, on this thing. Because we've had some technical issues plaguing us. But, uh, oh, well. So Yay, technology. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, so talk to me, Jen, what, what are you up to right now? What's your, what's your, uh, what's your fish situation these days? No, no, this can't be. This can't be. Now? I'm hearing you now. I'm like, I'm literally standing here going, this can't be. This is I heard happening. that. <laughs> I know. I'm like, how could this be? Okay. Oh, so yeah. All right. Talk fish quick. What was I talking about? Well, I, I don't know. It sounded really good. I'm sure, but I couldn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> this is typical. So, so <laughs> oh, it's, almost, it's almost impossible. To to re- There's no regain composure. composure. <laughs> yeah. Regain composure. Must, must regain composure. See, everybody thinks that having a podcast is like, I tell them it's so easy because it really is. You just talk. Uh-huh. But when there's technical problems, I have no uh-huh. idea what I'm doing. And, and like guests, this happens with guests, you know, and they just fall out and you're like, uh, this happened to me the first time with George Farmer. It was like two oh, in the morning, no. LA time, you know, and he's right. in one, he's in, you know, in England. So it's like yeah. middle of the day there and I'm like exhausted right. and I'm just yapping away. I'm I talking. And I realized he can't hear me. And I can't hear him. This is the oh, first time I ever had him. So he didn't know what to expect. So we went, <laughs> we did this like three or four times and finally got it. But, you know, we were done at like 3.30 in the morning, my time. Oh, so. George. Yeah. Yeah, it was worth it. So so talk to me. You you yeah. and I, were when we last spoke, you were going to be doing some shows. Of course, the shows are now like, well, they're, they're coming back, right? They're I mean, coming back. Yeah. So so what's the next show you're going to? So I will be at Aquashella actually, in just a two and a half weeks it's wow. the second weekend in uh august what city that's gonna is be that in, in? in chicago. chicago it's gonna be at the schaumburg convention center cool cool uh, now, very excited now you're gonna be doing you're gonna be representing uh what brand are you gonna be representing there again oh awesome the filter okay. brand yeah and you're gonna be are you gonna be doing escape or what what is it that you're gonna be doing there yes i'm well so this is gonna be super super cool so they've partnered with aqualife and bought a 30 by 20 booth. So they bought three booths. Wow. And we're going to have a gallery, which is going to be, so far as we know, the first one that anybody's ever done at one of these trade shows. So basically, Aqualife is bringing every single tank that they offer, and I'm finding people to escape them all. Oh, so very cool. It's going to be a, a pretty neat representation of a whole bunch of different styles and a whole bunch of different artists, and um, hopefully something people are going to be really excited to walk around and look at. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that, you know, you mentioned Owasi and that's a brand that is really starting to catch on here in the States. I mean, you haven't like, it was a brand that wasn't really well known. And now it seems mm-hmm. like in the last year, right. It's just yeah. gone nuts. Yeah. That's Lots cool. Of- now, 
that's what happens when you have a good product and people start finding out about it. <laughs> exactly. 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 So you're going to be, are you going to be doing escape as well? Or I will. Just yeah. So there's cool. going to be four main, we're calling them the anchor tanks. So it's going to be myself, uh, Jeff Miyoki, who mm-hmm. is super talented. Yeah. Very and talented. then Balin Shaw, who runs the, oh, wow. the caps club. Yep, and then the fourth one is TBD. I've got like two or three people in mind for it, but I have yet to get, Full confirmations that I want to go ahead and spread publicly. <laughs> right, right. So um, those will be the big, the four big, like, anchor. Oh, no. No, no, no. We're okay. here. We're still, it, it dropped out. This is, this is going to happen like this throughout this podcast. Too. It's going to be like periods where there's no talking. Like, I'm afraid to say anything. You're afraid no. to say anything. All right, I'm just going to keep talking. If, good, I, if it goes it. silent, I'm editing. just going to talk. Editing. We'll go, be good. Jen is, <laughs> editing? I don't even know how to edit this stuff. I just play it raw. That's the best part about it. It's like oh, these, good. all you famous guests are expecting this polished podcast. raw. With, well, you know, if, if I'm outside and someone has a leaf blower, you hear that. It's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I apologize to the fans. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, your fans are just gonna hear your voice, even if you're just reading the phone book or something. They, they want to hear. So, Does anybody have a phone book anymore? <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. You'll find one. I date. I just dated myself. Damn it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so, so you're gonna be doing a bunch of escapes at this show. Are yes. do you feel pressure when you're doing escape at a show versus uh-huh. like doing one for yourself? Is that like super pressure? How do you feel with that? I mean, it's completely different. Um, for sure, because you have a time crunch. And that's the big difference between doing a live um, demo or escaping for something like this versus doing one at home for, say, a contest or for yourself, Mm because you can take all the time you want when you're doing it at home. And you can rearrange it three or four times or whatever you need to make make you happy. But when you're at a show, you typically have a very set amount of time that you can have to set up and it's got to be everything so you got to do the layout you got to do the plants you got to do the water you got to drop the fish in make sure nobody's dying right <laughs> then yeah, try it's... to get some sleep for a couple hours and then go uh. back hope that nothing was dead and uh, probably do water change now jen since you dropped out i'm going to fill the dead air because i know you can hear me but i can't hear oh you're back here i am so so do you do you have an idea going in what you're going to do or do you just like look at the stuff of the day and go oh that rock looks good this plant looks great yeah for me and it's the same thing i do at home i am very much inspired by what i have to work with mm-hmm. so i know a lot of artists are big on like sketching first and having a plan and this is what i want to create right but for me that's more constricting because then you're trying to find materials to fit your picture versus right. using what you have and then creating something from that so that's the way I've always operated. And, um, you know, I, some people but, think it's wrong. I don't care. No, <laughs> I don't care. You know, that's actually kind of analogous to what, when you think about it, it's analogous to what happens in nature where there's sure. like random elements come together. Mm-hmm. You know, nature doesn't pick what things are going to fall into the river. At this <laughs> nature doesn't time. plan. Nature doesn't plan, right? It just does. So it's kind of the same thing in a way. Yeah. You can say, well, it's it's natural aquascaping in a real, in a real realm. Now, yeah. do you have... I've never asked you this, but do you have like a distinct style that you follow or you just do what feels good and you don't like to be constrained by the word style or, you know what I mean? I don't, it, that's an interesting question. I don't think I do. I think I have, you know, things that I gravitate towards and styles that I gravitate towards. But mm-hmm. what's interesting is people don't think that same way about me that I do. If that makes sense? Yeah, no, no, I, I hear you. Yeah, people <laughs> think that you have a certain style. And yes. what do they tell you that it is? 
Well, people tell me that I'm much stronger at rock work. Really? And I feel like that's not my strong point at all. I love working with like Manzanita wood and driftwood and doing like these big jumble uh, yeah. driftwood scapes. And that's where I feel like I'm at home. And people are like, no, no, that's not your strong point. That's <laughs> funny know. because literally I would have said the same thing. I would yeah. say, God, you really have a good use of, 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 you know, wood and branches uh-huh. and stuff like that. That's interesting because. Isn't that funny? It yeah. can actually question myself. Well, th- then you, you know, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? You're going to try to do a really great rock. Know, and you're like, horrible. damn, you're having a bad day. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn it. I know. I'm about to quit. But, that, but see, that's the thing I admire about like serious aquascapers like you is you're working with multiple elements. You're working with plants. You're working with substrate. You're working with all of these things. And it's, you know, you could be okay at some of them and great at others and it, it mm-hmm. still could work. You mm-hmm. know, but if, that's totally but, true. But like the less, the guys that do like, like Iwagumi or whatever, where they're not even using, you know, they're just using a few rocks. It's like, if you mm-hmm. suck at it, you suck at it, I guess. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, and it's that, obvious. You know, it's so. really kind of interesting because Iwagumi for one is really, really misleading how difficult it is. Yeah. Because it looks so simple. It's just like four rocks and some right. plants, you know, like two different kinds of plants and you're done, you walk away. Right. But it's not. It's no, it's not like a whole simple. art, right? I mean, there is. There's a whole like structure to it. There's actually like the different rocks have names and how they're supposed to be placed and the father stone and all the right. other stuff. It's crazy. Right. But, right. but when it's done well, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it really, I mean, to me, those are of some of my favorite of that particular mm-hmm. style of scape. Mm-hmm. Is that just a simple, because it's so open and, and elegant. Yes. But but I always like complexity. And I know that with the, I, I don't call what I do aquascaping, but with the style of aquarium that I do, <laughs> it's a lot of complexity because you have a lot of different things going yeah. on and you yeah. embrace different stuff. That's why I think I'm drawn to like your woodwork because it's, it has a certain complexity to it, but it looks effortless. Yeah. And, it, and I, I say that about Johnny all the time. I say that about uh, George and, and for that matter, Jeff, I don't know him personally, but I mean, his work, it looks like there was no effort he had yes. to put in no effort to get that yes. amazing look. And I think that's, that's true talent. That's, that's something that just objectively is talent. But you know what else though? It comes with practice. None yeah. of us started that way. Yeah. And, you know, I like to make sure to remind people that get discouraged and say, oh, this looks terrible. It doesn't look like what I see in the magazines. Well, none of uh, us started there. Right. You, know, right. you can't hold yourself to a standard that's that you can't i mean you don't in third grade you're not picasso right right, right? maybe in fourth grade but you're third no <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but this is what okay i'm gonna push you on this one though because yeah. now I have, I have a thought on this you said okay you you, you don't pressure yourself you, you're not where you want to be or whatever but do you think that part of that pressure is that we feel people uh hobbyists in general feel mm-hmm. like they see this great style escape on instagram they see all these amazing stuff on facebook or whatever and they're like, mm-hmm. I have to be at that level. I have to do mm-hmm. something like that to be accepted or whatever. And like, that, mm-hmm. that's just something that I'm fascinated by. I mean, what, what do you think about that? I think that's I mean, overdone. I, I 100% agree. You'll notice that my Instagram account is very vacant. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Smart. Because <laughs> we were one second away from doing an Instagram live because I'm like, this isn't working. We're just going to go live on Instagram. <laughs> fill your account up. But, that's but, you funny. Know, I mean, but don't you feel that that's sort of a, like a peer pressure thing or whatever? Yes, 100 million percent. Yeah. And, but I also have that personality type. So, I mean, that's that's another thing that comes into play. Right. Uh, is that I don't ever feel like I'm good enough to show my work. Does that make sense? Ugh. 
And people yeah. always think I'm, you know, they always tell you you're ridiculous, but it's, that's how I feel. I mean, you, it's, you know, I was born yeah. that way. Well, it's, so, the most sorry. Talented, <laughs> it's usually the most talented people think that they're terrible. Like it's always that way or they're not terrible. Isn't that they're interesting, humble, though? Super yeah. humble. Yeah. And the people that are loud or whatever, you're like, eh, so your work is so like derivative. It looks like everybody else's, you know, and that's. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Right. Yeah. And, see, <laughs> but the problem is the loud voices are the ones that you see all the time because right. they're loud. <laughs> right. They're loud. So that's what you think everything is. Yeah. And see, you and I have had this conversation before. I know when we, we had you on it, it's one of the things I fear sometimes, particularly with natural style aquascaping or whatever, is mm -hmm. that some people, they get the term nature aquarium in their head and the word mm -hmm. natural. And then they see these highly contrived diorama type scapes. Uh, and, no. yeah. and I get the feeling there's a certain percentage of people that actually believe that that's what nature looks like. And yeah. they'll literally go to like a pond or something, see it. No, this looks nothing like what I thought it would. And this is gross, uh -huh. you know? Yeah. I know that's a small percentage, but I've actually had people kind of tell me that like, oh, you know, I don't like doing basing my tanks on an actual natural aquatic setting <laughs> yeah. because it doesn't yeah. look as good as the stylized ones. I get that. Right. Yeah. But then the other extreme that people do, boy, I'm editorializing here and I, but the other <laughs> thing that people do is they do the, a mountain. They, they, they'll take yeah. a picture of a mountain or of yeah. a, 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 you know, a track in the woods or something and be like, oh, this is my inspiration for my tank. Why not look at a river or a stream or mm -hmm. a pond? And mm -hmm. isn't that an aquatic environment? What do you go? Yes. Tell me. What do you think? Uh, honestly, I think that comes back to just plain old aesthetics and what people yeah. like to look at. And that's not really anything that any of us can judge for anyone else. Right. Um, so if you've got it in your living room and you've got to look at it and take care of it every day, yeah. you should probably like looking at it. And if a mountainscape is what floats your boat, then go float your boat. Exactly. You know? But I'm with you. It's it's not it's not really it's a it's a diorama nature. You know, if well, you're talking about doing like a mountainscape, yeah. uh, it's not as extreme as some of these other diorama styles that are like winning all the contests. Right. Make me cry right. in my sleep. Yes. Personally. Yes. Yes, I understand. <laughs> I, I but <laughs> but it's true. But at the same time, it's art. You know, this is oh, all absolutely. art. And I, um, I've never, I've never belittled the talent that these people, that it takes sure, to do one of those. Sure. I mean, these guys are on a level that's crazy, but, oh, yeah. it, but, but to me, it's like the thing that, I don't know, it just pisses me off. I, I people will look at a, a tank like that and they'll go, Oh, it looks so natural. It's like, yeah. no, it does not look natural. <laughs> there are no underwater, you know, waterfalls and beaches and it does but not you know look and gluing wood together. It's like, no, that's, but that's a different definition of natural. Correct. It's so weird natural. To, it's yeah, but it's it's natural in that it looks like it doesn't look like two sticks that were put together and shouldn't be. It's still a bunch yeah. of sticks that kind of fit together yeah, nicely. Flow. I see right. what you're saying. Yeah, there's yeah. a flow. But I mean, it, it's funny when you. I mean, you've been to enough natural aquatic, you know, environments. I'm sure in your lifetime uh -huh. that you'll see the way like a wood, wood pieces of wood fall or yeah. And you think about like, well, what makes them do that? Well, it's current. It's yep. water levels. It's you know yep. sedimentation. And I, I can't help but think that there's a certain random element that when we try to do, it, it actually yeah. looks contrived. So it's kind of, yes. I, I see both sides of this. Yep. No, you're right. No, Absolutely. No, now, what do you see? Boy, I hate to have you predict the future, but style. Oh, good. I, okay. Yeah. Just go for it. But style-wise, <laughs> best thing is you can't be wrong. Um, style-wise, what yeah, do you guys. see? How do you think, how do you see things evolving? Like, what do you see? I don't want to say the next big thing that people do, but what do you see people, do you see trend or anything that you've noticed in you know the aquascaping world as a whole what do you see that's a super interesting question because uh, you know what happened over the last 
I mean, it's probably been like 10 years now, but Brazil came out of nowhere with their own mm-hmm. style yeah. and just dominated. Mm-hmm. I think partly because we were all kind of ready for something new, yeah. and but mostly because it's just beautiful. Right. Um, and they're just, the way that they're putting together these layouts and they're using all of the tank plus, but with the reflections in the glass, they're using those to create the scape and the reflections off the top of the water. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just incredible what they're doing. And um, that was really a great breath of fresh air for the hobby, I think, um, to get this new style. And that wasn't another, like, let's look at a forest scape kind of thing. Um, I think people are starting to get kind of tired of that, but we don't really have another direction yet. Yeah. Um, But I do think that there is a little bit of a movement back towards nature style. But the, uh, Um, the, um, the Amano nature style. Yep. You mean? Yep. Yeah. Amano nature yeah. style. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the what's classics. Funny, what's funny too with Amano too, if you look, read his early, early stuff, it yeah. was really about like, it was very much about actually replicating natural yes, aquatic habitat. Yeah. Yep. As opposed to just like stylization. But well, and he was always very big about the inhabitants too. Yeah. Yeah. Which was super cool. And I think a lot of that is getting lost. And, and that might be part of why what I do speaks to you because. I always have my inhabitants in mind when I set up. Yes, I, I think you're right. I think that, and that's how I set up my tanks. I think of what what fish I'm interested in, mm-hmm. and then I think of where it lives, and then I try to recreate that. You you mm-hmm. have a different approach, but yeah, you're thinking about the fish, and I think right. that's super huge because yeah, so many people they set up a beautiful scape, and then they're like, "What do I put in it?" I'm like, "How can you right. do this amazing aquarium and not know what to put in?" <laughs> like really? Or they just you know it's grab weird. whatever. And right. throw it in there. Oh, it oh here never... we go. Rummy nose. We're done. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> Neons. Yay. Yeah. Because I, I think that like, uh, yeah. I mean, if you use the fish as your inspiration, I mean, there's so much you can study about the fish's natural habitat and go, hmm, yeah. clue, you know, but I yeah. think that that's, that's, so you see that as sort of maybe evolving towards, towards that. Oh, I don't know. No, I, I would hope so. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know that I, I would go on a limb and say that. Um, Art. Are different materials coming into play now? Do you see people using, or is it the same stuff just used differently? And, and I think what's happening is that we're able to get more materials here in the U.S. We've been really yeah. kind of stifled with the materials that we could get, but now we've got more uh, importers and we've got more access to the nice stuff. Yeah, um, we're not just stuck with like Dragonstone and Manzanita, and that's all right. we get. Right, um, which, which is, is funny though because a lot nice. of international customers they want Manzanita, and I'm like, I God, I hate Manzanita. <laughs> I will we never sell this what we can't have. Right. It's like, no, why do you want to? Ah. But no, but that's true. You're right. Lots of different types of things coming through. What yeah. um, what do you see as a wood that you've been like trying to work with lately as opposed to manzanita? Is there a particular type that you migrate to or just something that catches your eye? <laughs> uh, would you like a story? <laughs> yeah, sure. Go. As long as, as long as the recording holds. Keep talking. <laughs> uh, so... Last fall, I bought, and I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but I bought a new oh, type on, of wood. It. No, uh, that was kind of new on the scene. And they all have different names for the right. same types Don't of things. So me. who knows what Don't it really start is. Me. Yeah. Um, it was called Dragonwood. Um, no. It's a very viney kind mm-hmm. of wood, and it's beautiful. It's got so much character. It's amazing. And I was so inspired to use it. And I was like, I can't wait. And, and I even like paid my own money for it, like nice. full price. I was like, this is amazing. I must have it. And it gets here and I sat on it for a little bit. I was like, well, how do I want to use this? And I figured it out and I was finally kind of in a mood. And for me, I have to be in the right mood right. to, to do an aquascape. So it might yep. take months for me to get there to be able to sit out, sit down and do it. And then it'll be done in a day. 
right i mean right. like I, all... I lay it out and i walk away and i'm done that's and cool it's it's weird no that's actually really cool <laughs> but... i mean it, it makes sense though because then it's yeah. like fermented in your head it's like boom go right yeah, yeah. No, i get that so um i set this thing up i think it was like the week of christmas mm-hmm. and I can honestly say I have never experienced a worse uh, break-in period ever in my entire life. Like, I was ready to quit. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I have never seen this. What What is happening? Let me tell you, I was doing daily water changes on the thing. And this is at, like, the three-month mark. There is no reason why it should have still been a disaster. The water itself, and this is just a little 17-gallon, you know, 60P aquarium. The water itself was charcoal. You could not see from oh, the wow. front of the tank to the back wow. of the tank. Wow. Stuff was growing on every surface. And it wasn't the usual kind of um, biofilm right. like puppy stuff. It was weird. And it smelled incredibly bad. I've oh. never smelled anything like this in my entire life. It was just rotting. I mean, it was oh. so much organics. And it was there was probably some sort of a, a sap or a, something yeah. in the wood itself that it probably shouldn't have been that's, underwater. That's what I was about to say. I wonder if, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, the first round of fish I put in after five months, they still didn't make it. I was able to save most of them, like, wow. the second or third day. I was able to get them out of there. But it was wow. it was not ready by then. I mean, it was the most insane period I've ever had. And I'm sitting here in my chair looking at it right now, absolutely drowning in algae. And I have really? had maybe three weeks of it looking good this wow. whole time. And. I'm too stubborn to tear it apart. <laughs> right. No, no. I, I want to, I want to master it. I want to win. But right. I am I, right now at this point, I'm like, I just don't, I don't have any more care units for this project. I, yeah. I just can't make it go. Well, I think what you're saying is like maybe some wood. I mean, I'm not an expert on wood for corners, but I mean, I, I think that a lot of wood, it needs to be sort of naturally fallen and aged before yes. it's ready. And I think based I on agree. my limited understanding of botany, when, you know, the xylem and phloem and all that stuff in the wood, uh, it needs to dry a little bit. I, I yeah. think uh, botanists could probably further explain that. But I think what happens is somebody hacks this stuff off of a living tree, yep. sells it as a, you know, wood or whatever. And that's, that's not the same. Like you've never seen fresh manzanita for sale because you can't <laughs> right. use stuff. Right. So right. I, I just, I, I, I wonder if that's it, you know, in someone's zeal- zealousness to get the hot thing to market, right. they're hacking well, and, it off. And the other thing, side of it is you know these people that do the contest tanks they're not living with them for six months right they're setting they it care. up yeah they're growing it in really fast i mean it's typically just really easy growing stuff that they could plug and play right and they take a picture and they tear it down so they're yeah. not you know a year in still battling no they're the concept know, car of the uh, aquascaping world yeah right right, <laughs> right? right. so yeah. i mean these things can be on the market that should not be used but are okay to use for a short term yeah. Um, so that that's where well, it gets complicated, and I really feel for like the new people getting into the hobby, or just you know, this right. is my first aquascape, and I spent all my money on this wood, yeah. and I'm so excited, and it just crashes, and they can't figure it out, and they think that it's it's them, it's not them. Yeah. And you know, we might be losing people from the hobby because of things like this. And that's ag- what I that's agree. what gets me. I agree, and I think you 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 kind of hit it on the head there too. Is that um, people are dropping out. And I think yeah. that, I think that because people see something as unattainable, there, there suddenly becomes a real problem that they're not seeing the fact that an aquarium is, should be a sustainable yeah. display. I mean, and, and, it I, should be and fun. I wonder, shouldn't the display, shouldn't, <laughs> yeah, and shouldn't the, shouldn't the contest say, 
I mean, I don't know. I mean, we've talked about this before, but don't yeah. you think the contest period should be longer? Like, okay, let's see the tank for three months, six months, <sighs> and a year. I know yeah. that that's puts it's, a not lot of it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But but I in, agree. Can you imagine the amazing aquariums we'd see if if the the they were finally judged at one year of age? That they would be, would be very different. Epic. It would be totally different. You would not be seeing all of these crazy dioramas. No, because they don't work after three months. Maybe they right. do, but I mean, you're going to have to constantly yeah. tweak it. So, yeah. I mean, I, again, there's a skill of aquascaping and skill of managing an aquarium. Those are two different yeah. things, I guess. But, Absolutely. But boy, I mean, like, that's why I always found it funny, you know, coming from the reef side of the hobby, like, could, oh, yeah. you never see reef aquascaping contests like that because no. they have to be sustainable you can just glue a bunch of corals in place or frags or whatever <laughs> it's like, okay, but but every reefer in the world is gonna be like that looks like crap that's, <laughs> just glued it. it's not you know you need to let it evolve and i think right. that's the thing that separates the 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 real talented people i think from just the pure creative people that just want to throw something up because mm-hmm. it has to work i mean mm-hmm. um I, I don't know, but but I like I see you as someone who walks that line where you're able to do the immediate creative thing, but you like you said you hang on to this tank to the point where like you're like I can't handle it anymore. Way too long. Yeah, yeah. but 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 you stay with it, which is cool because yeah. that's something I think is lacking. There's a certain type of patience I think is lacking in the hobby in general. That's true. I mean, do, do I don't agree? think it's patience. I I it's... love that you're trying to flatter me right now. It's not patience. No. It's stubbornness. <laughs> Stubbornness is good. You know what? Stubbornness is a really good trait to have in the hobby, right? I mean, if you're if you're not doing something stupid, like if you're not like I'm determined to keep an electric eel in this, you know, yeah, my, my ten gallon tank, right? My piranha and my uh, my guppy collection. I don't. I'm, I'm gonna make it work. But, but I mean, it. I I think it could. I think that's a big thing. I mean, I always preach patience, but I think patience, stubbornness, whatever you want to call, stick to itiveness. Yeah. I think those are really important. I mean. Now, I'll agree with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now your next, the next tank you do, what, yeah. what are you, do you, okay, you wake up one day and you're like, boy, I really like um, Hillstream loaches. I want to do a tank around them. Or do you just go, mm-hmm. ah, I like this wood. I don't want to do something with this, but I'm, but I'll see what fish works. How do you, what is your exact approach? You know, it's, it's probably a mixed bag. It, it depends on what, you know, tickles my fancy at the moment. If it, mm-hmm. if I happen to be at some place and I see a piece of rock or wood that's, really inspirational then then that'll be it but usually it's fish related i think yeah yeah i don't know if i got cut off before telling the story about my favorite tank right now no you so definitely was... got cut off so yeah. oh, so let's tell that story <laughs> yes so ask me the question what's your favorite tank you have going <laughs> <laughs> i could take a clue i could definitely take a good clue. job hold on <laughs> so um my husband and i take a walk through the neighborhood like, mm-hmm. pretty much every day and and we go down to the creek, which is really just at the end of my street. And oh, cool. uh, we would start really just kind of walking through the creek, literally. And there was this one fish that I would always see. And it was just stunning. It had bright white fans. And it was just always darting around. I had no idea what it was. Huh. But I wanted to know. And uh, so I finally found some local people that are native, you know, lovers. Mm-hmm. And they came with us to the creek. And we did a collecting trip. And my asterisk here is if you're going to go collecting make sure you check the rules for your state right you don't want right. to be doing it illegally yep um, thankfully virginia is super lax about it and i they really kind of actually encourage people to to keep these fish which oh, is great interesting um yeah and so we wound up bringing some home you know quarantining and, and whatnot and uh they're satin fin shiners 
Oh, and shiners are cool. Yeah. I could not love this tank more. Oh, I wow. just could not. I am so thrilled with how it came out. And I literally, everything in the tank is from the creek. All the rocks, all the oh, sand. Oh, cool. Everything. Everything. Oh, no, I lied. There are two bristlenose plecos juveniles in there <laughs> for cleanup. Well, you know, they could have been introduced artificially to the creek. So <laughs> yeah, we'll they give you a little leeway. That's, so that's um, cool. Now, do you, do you yep. you've, how long has that tank been running? Uh, since last summer. No, so, so about a year now. So what happens in the winter? Like it gets kind of cold in Virginia. I'm not yep. freezing cold. But it gets cold in Virginia. Oh, in the it gets winter, cold. Right? So, yeah. So yeah. W- how did the fish act? You know, over the winter when it was still 72 degrees or whatever in the water. I mean, was there an issue with that? Or uh, the only thing that happened was they kind of lost their color. But it turns out that um, it's more light related with these guys. Oh, so as soon as I extended the photo period, because when it got to be springtime again this year, I, you know, turned on the heater a little bit to kind of give it, you know, a couple more degrees of, of water temperature, thinking right. that that was, you know, the trigger, because usually that's the trigger is the water gets warmer right. and nothing. And the the guy that came with us, that was the native guy, he was like, well, mine are all colored up and crazy right now. It's like, Man. <laughs> well, a lot rubbing in he's, right totally rubbing it in and yeah. then like the next day he's like by the way what's your photo period and he's like well you know I just, yeah i've just got it on whatever i had it set at at the time and he's like extend it within two days no kidding they were completely fired up dancing around like crazy people oh very cool it was awesome so That's cool i mean they're still going bonkers now i wound up getting some more females because i had like six males and like one female poor thing you know what's <laughs> <funny? laughs> well yeah, yeah that's like right. the real world but you yeah, know. right there's a bad ratio there so as <laughs> they plenty of fish huh? but it, it, what um what uh they do they remind you of kind of like almost danios or barbs sort of right um or, you or... know it's kind of funny because their their faces big, are though. almost well they're not too big they're maybe about two and a half inches so oh, they're not huge. Um, okay. And the tank is only, I think it's like a 70 gallon, something like mm-hmm. that. It's not a huge tank. Um, so I've got them. And then there's some black nose days that were in the oh, creek those also. Are cool fish too. Those are yeah. super cool. They yeah. actually are, are battling for my favorite because they're just super sweet. And then uh, there was one small, we didn't know what it was. It was maybe about a half an inch. And he turns out he's a bluegill. <laughs> Oh, wow. Mean. But he's super nice because he doesn't know he needs to be mean because he's the only one. So that's oh, cool. That's good. And then there was also another shiner, I think Swallowtail, I think we figured out it was. Mm-hmm. There's another shiner, just, you know, a brown fish with a black stripe kind of thing. But that's cool. Um, like a flying fox. Sort of, yeah. yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're all, they have their own places in the tank. You know, the, the Swallowtails are at the bottom. The fountain fins are everywhere. Uh, but mostly in the middle and then the mm-hmm. dates are up at the top and they all get along and they oh, all wow. do their thing and it's just delightful that's neat. and it's a nice <laughs> oh, yeah. tank too and darters darters oh, oh those Tessellated are cool they stay on the bottom right yes they're wow. so fun and they're so friendly like oh. even all of these fish were you know in the creek and they are so personable they come right up to the front of the tank they oh, always awesome. want to eat they do eat flake food i mean they eat wow. prepared foods they don't have to have live um, the darters will get a little picky sometimes, so I'll throw sure. blackworms in there. But uh, everybody else just eat whatever I throw at them, and it's you, just been so rewarding. Has anybody spawned yet, or, or do you think that that might probably? Happen? But I think that they're eating the eggs. So. Yeah, probably. There's a lot, um, a lot of competition in that tank. I would imagine. Yes, that's yes. cool. So you, you know that that's funny that you should talk about native fish being your favorite. In recent months, I've been contacted by probably 
I don't know, three or four different people that are saying, you know, I keep native fishes. I'm a member of the <laughs> North American Native Fish Association. Nampa, yeah. And do you have stuff that would work for my native tank? And I'm thinking, God, I spent five and a half years accumulating <laughs> stuff from all over the world. Right, but not here. <laughs> and I don't have any damn thing from the United States except for Magnolia. And I'm like, wow. That's but, awesome. But, but, but it's funny because they're saying, yeah, they're really neat. And they were sharing pictures, like kind of like what you told me. And I'm like, these yeah. are incredible fishes that we take for yeah. granted. Yeah. And I think everybody in every country takes their fish for granted, unfortunately. I agree wholeheartedly. But, but wow, yep. they're, they're, we do have a few really, really pretty fishes in, uh, in North America. We're now, really nice fish. And, and and just, you know, we just need to learn more about them, which is cool. So something yeah. like yours is a real educational tool for a lot of people because it features something that they definitely have not seen before. Pretty well, cool. What was really cool to me was that they were right here in my backyard. Literally. And I had never even considered yeah. having a tank of native fish. Isn't that crazy? Ever. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Well, so I highly recommend it if you are able to in your state. That that That's cool. I, I don't even know. It's sad. I don't even know in California. I don't even know what fish oh, we yeah. have here. I'm like, so <laughs> like, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I grew up near the beach and I'd see like, you know, those beach, the fishes that we sure. have in the ocean, but they're, right. but they're kind of ugly too, local, local ones, except for farther <laughs> out, but whatever. Yeah. I have to learn. Um, yeah. Qu- question for you now too. This is okay. something that, that came into my head earlier today. I have this thing and everybody <laughs> that knows me knows I hate certain shaped aquarium i cannot work with them i'm again i'm not an aquascaper but but i just like cubes i hate little oh, cube cubes things. are so hard I, I hate them what is your favorite and least favorite footprint dimension let me tell you shape? what should not be on the market is a 55 gallon really yeah that is okay. the worst it's tall and narrow right it's tall and you yeah. don't get anything front to back you yep. put like one rock in it and then you're done yep and they're just miserable they are yeah. miserable sized tanks do a 75 yeah that's it's a nice so spot. much better yeah the front <laughs> to back is is better right incredible yeah so i mean if you're looking for a big tank that you can get at a store do a 75 don't do a 55 for the you, love of do, god do you know what the dimensions of a 75 are and, and i'm sorry for our uh, metric listeners you're gonna have to like translate it but i want to say 21 it's either 18 or 21 front to back i think okay that's it's a, a nice four foot tank Okay, yeah. that's a nice squat kind of. Yes. And how tall yes. is it? Like roughly. Man. I know. I'm going to push you. I want to say 21 again. Okay. See, I don't I, think it's 18 and 18. I think one of them is 21. See, my, my, like my dream tank, and I'm going to ask you mm-hmm. your dream tank, is, is always going to be something like 24 to 30 inches wide yeah i'm sorry yeah. metric people again i apologize <laughs> sorry, metric um, people. 24 to 30, <laughs> metric people 24 to 30 inches wide maybe 14 to 16 inches tall yeah and and you know like 36 to 48 inches long you know so wide narrow i mean wide um shallow kind of tanks i love that look i don't know why yeah. but i know big tanks with tall uh, tall tanks are nice too but i've find those challenging as well wait it depends on what you like keeping also yeah yeah i feel like big big shoaling fishes or fishes uh, big shoals of fishes i guess right you want that but different story yeah yeah i see i'm obsessed with like flooded forest streams in amazonia and stuff like that yeah you are (laughs) yeah way too much so probably (laughs) shallow and wide is like that's the way to go but yeah tall and narrow i'd be like what am i going to do with the upper third of the tank <laughs> make a paludarium <laughs> right, obviously. right there exactly <laughs> fill it with more sand you see you hit it on the head but no i mean so do you do you have a dream dimension i 
You know, that's a if you can make your own question. Time. Also, you've got good questions today. I'm, I'm coming with fire. Hey, man, I had 12 <laughs> chances to come up with some <laughs> questions. <laughs> right. 13 times. Very chance. good. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I have a favorite. I'm really enjoying these um, 90Us, I think is what they're, the 90Us. So they're a yeah. three foot. Yeah. Three foot yes. and then 21 and 21. Those are really nice tanks. It's, I agree. I agree. It's really nice. I would like a little bit more width, I think. Because it starts to be a little bit limiting, but at yes. that point, why not just get a 120? R- right. Uh, so, right. Right. Uh, but for the space I have here and for management, this is a really nice footprint. Because it's now, not too overwhelming. No, I agree. And and the other thing that, boy, we could have this conversation as a whole podcast, but filtration. <laughs> and I know you're gonna you, you can you can talk about your bros <laughs> at Elasi, but, but but what do you like as a filter for a tank of that size? You're, you're a canister filter person exclusively? Yeah. yeah, which which I agree. Yeah, um, pretty much. Because that's about all you can do in a tank like that and not ruin it. With... Well, sumps. Huh? But you can do a sump. Well, right. I agree. But I mean, then you're doing then you're doing a uh, uh, an internal overflow or whatever. And right. that's fine. But then right. it's a different tank. Then it's a, that's true. a custom or a, or a reef tank or an all-in-one or something, which is I like all-in-ones too, by the yeah. way. There's yeah. some really great all-in-ones out there. Yeah, there are. Isn't that nice um, that they're yeah. coming out? And they're way better than they used to be, where they used to be oh, just kind yes. of pathetic fish jails. And now they're like, <laughs> oh, these are actually functional, right, all-in-ones that you want to have. Fish I mean, jail. Well, they are. I mean, some, of the, some of the smaller all-in-ones are still fish jails, or they're crappy, oh, in my opinion. I love, love my manufacturers, but they're still not good. But there's some really great mid-sized aquariums. In fact, my yeah. next reef tank is going to is an all-in-one and nice. it's a large all-in-one and it's a really well thought out tank but there's some Very really cool. amazing all-in-ones that are wide like uh, innovative marine for example one of my favorite yep. brands they make some yep. really great they call it the lagoon yeah uh, and those are i have two of them and they're just fantastic nice. wide tanks to work with and not too tall um i know you know uh, ultim nature system makes some beautiful yes. shapes too yeah. i'm not a huge fan of their all-in-ones sorry guys but uh i, I use them for the smaller yeah. ones but i'd like to see a few more features on some of these things do you, do you like all in, you do like all in ones though that's good i do and uh that was my first saltwaters were all in one. Oh yeah there you go i had the the old what was it bio cube or whatever oh, the, God, uh, everybody had a bio cube yeah right exactly. didn't they yeah um but they were great i mean my, they my, did well, they did what they needed to do they did my, my biggest wrap <laughs> on my biggest like attack on all in ones typical all-in-ones now it's starting to change is that they they would have this filter compartment in the back which is cool right because your yeah. filter stuff is there the problem is they would use that to shorten the interior space yeah. and the tank so you're like you have a tank that's you know i don't know let's say 16 inches front to back yeah. but you know four to six of it would be a filter compartment so you really have a 12 inch <laughs> tank right. and it's like that yep. sucks yeah so build it wider you know and again yeah. you have to fit on a stand and all you know there's all these considerations but yeah um tank design's a whole crazy thing isn't it yes it is but it's getting so much better and there's so it much is. more on the market that's oh, available amazing. is awesome and, and there's so Super much awesome. choice i think that's the most one of the more exciting things about in the hobby right now is that there's so much choice of yes. product it's like wow there's something for everybody yes and it wasn't always like that amazing you know? no yeah. definitely wasn't always like that no you're you're obviously you're you're a knowledgeable planted person do oh you have because this is a question somebody actually this is from uh oh. I'm, I'm just going to integrate a question this is from doria in Hi. baltimore and she says she's da- just does, down the street da- yeah really doria doria are you said, not in any of the local clubs there you here? go you gotta come on doria. we have guapa 
which is the Planet Tank Club. Yep. And then we have the Potomac Valley Club. And we great have club. the Cichlid Club. I mean, yeah, come on, lady. I want to see you. Yeah, Doria, <laughs> you're, you're, getting, you're getting shamed into uh, attending. She wants to know what is your favorite plant for the, the widest variety of aquascaping situations. Do you have like oh, one that you just go, I love. I know. I'm telling you, our readers, so our listeners are just as tough questioners as, as probably I am with these crazy ones. It's really tough. They're tough. Um, gosh, so far as versatility goes, I mean, you obviously can't go wrong with a Java firm. And I do like the, yeah. the needle leaf, which is often mislabeled. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people call narrow leaf needle leaf, and they're very mm-hmm. different. The needle leaf stays shorter. It stays maybe four inches max. Um, so it's great for smaller tanks, bigger tanks. It stays really full. So I like that one. That's a, that's a go-to. You, and it's what, easy. What, yeah, I was going to say, it's like epiphytic, right? You can just attach it to things. Yeah, yep. yeah. What's your, what's your uh, favorite? Um, well, no, I can say this. Like, what's your most underrated plant? Like one that like, you think people should be using more of that? Oh, I can answer that one. Oh, good. Um, so I used it however many years ago at Aquatic Experience. I guess it was probably three years ago now. I don't mm-hmm. know. What's, what is time? Um, right. Not anymore. So it's a stem plant, and it's a Potomagetan, and mm. it's Potomagetan gayi. And yeah, classic, right? Classic, but nobody uses know. it for anything wow, anymore. Right. Now, it is super, super, super weedy, so it can get out of control pretty fast because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. spreads with the runners. Um, but it's lovely. It's That's long cool. leaves, grassy, but color. It's got that yeah. nice bronze color to it. Super That's easy. A, doesn't need great, anything. Where does that come from? Is that a, is that an Asian or South American? I knew you were going to ask her that. I know. I, I don't. Because people ask me I'm that. not good at this. People I'm say, really what not plant good at this. Oh <laughs> but because that's a good, but, but you know what? It can be as a stand-in for just about all kinds of plants. And sure. you, you know the one that I really like? And boy, I'm going to butcher the name. Good. That'll the, be fun. The, penny. No, they call it Pennywort. <laughs> oh, cheater. Hydro, hydro, what do you, how do you pronounce it? Hydrocotyle? Hydrophila? Hydro, oh, hydrocotyle? Hydrocotyle. Eh, whatever. That, that okay. plant. That, yep, I like that one. That's like yep. you can't kill that. I can't kill No, you kill can't. That. And I you can cannot. kill just and about it's, anything. It's awesome. Immersed also. Yeah. Yeah. Hydrocotyle? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool too. And, and hydrophila, you hit, that's like, I mean, I love that plant. All-time favorite. Yes. How can you yes. not like that yes. plant? Yes. What about Sagittaria? Do you like that? Do you ever, does I anybody actually, use Sagittaria anymore? Here's another, you're bringing up all the fun stuff. First plant so I there, Is it? Mm-hmm. There is, you know, they're calling it dwarf sag in the hobby, but there's mm-hmm. an actual dwarf sag that is native here in the yes. U.S. Yes, And uh, some guapa people collected it many, oh, many years cool. back. So it's in the hobby, and I oh, have wow. at least two tanks with it just because I want to make sure it doesn't go away. But it's great because it only stays like an inch, inch and a half tall. It doesn't get crazy like the other dwarf sag. Oh, cool. Um, it's lovely i mean you can use it anywhere i've had it growing in buckets that i forgot about i mean it's just it's a great plant <laughs> in a bucket i love it <laughs> so, so i'm gonna lead into another question this is from eddie yep. from albuquerque new mexico eddie oh. asks he says uh hey jen love your work you make me laugh which is good we like no, that good. <laughs> what do you think about mosses do you, that's a good that's, question do you do work very with very broad question i do very broad um mosses are an art because yeah. they're really easy to mismanage. So the biggest thing with mosses is to stay on top of them mm-hmm. and not let them get really bushy, bushy, bushy so that they start dying off underneath. And um, every time that you do a trim of them, have your filter off. Yeah. <laughs> they'll good, be good everywhere. Good stuff. Um, and 
I like to do it just when I'm siphoning, just you do the trim while you're siphoning, you just get everything out of there. Yeah. Um, but no, I love mosses and fissidens. Gosh, fissidens is Sounds lovely. Cool. Yeah, it is pretty. Um, and the mini pelia, that stuff's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love them. So you do play with mosses. That's good. I do. That's good. Good to know. Now, yeah. <laughs> like, here's, here's the other question I was going to ask you. I meant to ask you this earlier when we were talking about rocks. Have you ever done a, just a total rockscape or a hardscape? No, no, um, just sand and rock. Have you ever done something like that? Would you do something <laughs> like that? Or is that to freak you the hell out? Uh, no plants at all? Yeah, no plants. Just That's rock. My, my uh, creek tank. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yep. Okay. And Good. I'm trying to not post pictures of it. We need pictures. And I, it's, I know. We and everybody pictures. wants pictures. Yep. But the problem is that some of the biotope contests will automatically disqualify you if they, they know that you've had any pictures online before the oh, contest. Oh, so you're trying to enter. Okay. No. Right. I, so I if I want to enter, I don't want to you know, be DQ'd because. No, no. I get it. That's, that's I know. Really, and it's killing me, though. Really it's really. Thing to I totally them. want people to see these things because it's I want edu- them to be inspired. Yeah, exactly. It's an educational and inspirational yeah. thing. See, I you know how I feel about a lot of contests and that that's just I'm I sorry, know. biotope contest it's people. Tough. That's stupid. That's just dumb. It sorry. is, but it is. but you gotta you kind of get it though because you don't want the judges to be be biased or be exposed. You know, yeah. it's it's a tough line. I I get it. It's yeah, tough, but, but, but you I know, I, we've all seen pictures of the Amazon. Does that mean that we can't judge something based on the Amazon? You know what I mean? It's like, God, oh, that, that looks like the Amazon. The There's a river down in South America that looks just like that. I can't judge this thing. I mean, come on. Nice try. That's a little <sighs> bit pushing. Well, you know, I like bailed out of the chance to judge one of those, and I was, I, uh, whatever. That's just because yeah, I, I, I can't handle it. I can't mentally handle that stuff. But no, but I get oh, it. okay. So 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 back to the back to the bit about setting up for these shows so mm-hmm. when you set these things up yeah you have time pressure all over you and yes. like the pressure to just do it do you feel any different when you're setting these up because you're setting it up strictly for other people as opposed to for yourself or do you look at it as no i'm doing this for me and if people like it cool if not screw them i mean what's your mindset there that's fun um it depends on if it's a contest um if it's a contest i definitely am thinking about the judges mm-hmm and what the judges are going to want to see. Like, Does that if piss I... you off? Does that piss you off? No. You do that? You it's a game. Just, that's I what mean, you play. It's, it's, yeah. I want that I blue you. ribbon. Yeah. Oh, look <laughs> I don't at care you, about the other one. I like that. Another side. She's fierce. <laughs> I am. I am. I get really mad when it's the red one. I want the blue one. <laughs> the blue one. I get you. <laughs> if, you're, if you're escaping next to Jen at a contest, keep an eye on her. She's going to like to walk up some bleach or something. And nuke your tank when you're not looking. Oh, that's no, funny. But, but so... I mean, really, so that's your thought. Is so, that yeah. Can... So it depends on, on who the audience is, really. Yeah. Because um, it's not just me. Like, so for this one at Aquashella, I'm definitely going to be wanting to put together something that's going to get the most bodies in the booth. Right. Um, so whatever is going to be the most dramatic and the most intriguing and interesting, um, that's what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> what, some dirt. what actually what what does get people do you do you do you, is there a certain thing oh, i hate to say formula but is there a thing you like i could do this tank and i know people are going to lose their shit over this thing because they're going to love it like honestly is, yeah no because it depends on the event mm-hmm. um in my mind because this no, event is also very saltwater yeah focused. exactly it's a weird one to to, to so yeah for. they're going to want to see colors so is, that's that's going to be something I'm going to have to keep in mind and keep it bright and and beautiful. Yeah, not so too complicated. More more reds and like more. What are you going to be using? Or even more, just like, the fish. 
the fish being oh, like super, super interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to have like a peacock tank because, you know, those mm-hmm. are colors, lots oh, and oh, lots yeah. of colors. Um, so one of the display tanks is going to be um, some sort of African. Nice. I've got a lot of tanks that I'm supposed to be putting together, so I need to outsource. <laughs> and I'm trying <laughs> to figure like, that out. Somebody, <laughs> somebody please come. I want to try to get somebody who is good at whatever the different style is Smart. to try and come in and do these. Because yeah. I want to be able to showcase as many people as I can. You know, sure. this is for everyone. It's not the gen show, obviously. And I don't want it to be the gen show by any stretch of the right. imagination. Right. Um, so I, we're trying to get, you know, all of the CAPS people involved who would want to be a part mm-hmm. of it. That's the, the Chicago planted. Wait, what is it? Chicago, Chicago area. Aquatic plant. Yeah. I, I, I so, spoke at that club and I can't, still don't remember oh, what it's great. called. Oh, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, they're, they're great. Really nice Balin and Joanne are fantastic. Yeah. Um, and they grew that club out of literally nothing they had a sign-up sheet at aquashella or at um aquatic experience one year and then the next year they were already just Good crazy yeah it was awesome to watch that happen now, how, um, very how, talented people i was gonna say uh, you're you're pretty active in the club scene sort of right i mean I try to be they, yeah what, are you seeing that just as strong as ever i mean i know covid no. made it a little challenging i did a lot of yeah. zoom presentations this year but yep is is it do you still see that it's they're growing or are they just like no kinda, no i think there's a lot of struggling that's happening i think uh, a lot of what what's happening think? is the the next generation isn't interested yeah um i i feel like they're just not getting into it like they used to um and that's sad and i don't not, know what to do about not it not getting into the hobby or not getting into the, the club the, 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 the stuff stuff i think yeah <sighs> they're just they're not i mean i don't want to well, be you know, making sweeping generalizations no, no, that's no. not fair but it just seems like they're just not getting engaged and involved in things like you know prior generations did well you know it, it's interesting though because i do have a lot of young people that like follow ten and stuff and i think one of the things i found is younger people today mm-hmm. they grew up with they have a, they have so much more access so much more information yeah. i mean they're flooded and yeah they have more information in the palm of their hands than we did in the entire school library that's, I mean, that's so true these people they, they, it's understandable that they're they'll be focused in 20 different directions maybe what it is <laughs> is a cultural shift you don't see people having one love one hobby that they just adore or not as much that's, anyway sure or there's different yeah. ways to consume it because like i found like uh, i have a friend that um he does a lot of stuff on TikTok, which I don't do yeah, anything with. I don't either. And he's amazing at it. And it's like, wow. And and his, he's on Instagram more and more. But it's like, the thing is, what works on Instagram doesn't work on TikTok. It's nope. a different dem- demographic yep. and da, da, da. And I think that what happens is people get set in their comfy zone. And sure. so that's, you know, to them, that's their social life. So maybe it's like, why do I need to join a club when I have yeah, all these user groups on Facebook? Which really I totally good understand. And yep. I understand that's a cultural shift. But but it is kind of neat when you when I travel and you travel and go to these clubs mm-hmm. and you see the camaraderie and people just yes. someone starting a new tank and everybody just brings them fish. I'm like, that's yep. the coolest thing in the world. Yep. And you don't get that online. You don't on get Facebook that group. And I don't want to sound like the old guy that get off my lawn, old man. But but it's like <laughs> but it but right. It's, it's like it's like that is something that I think if a lot of newer hobbyists or younger hobbyists get exposed to, they'd be like, yes. this is still pretty damn cool because yes, I, I agree. you know. I, it's some of the best ex- experiences I've ever had in the hobby are just going to these clubs and you see mm-hmm. how dip, like there's the guy that breeds like a gajillion different fishes and mm-hmm. he just gives them away. And yeah. I think that's so cool. People are so generous in this hobby. Yes. And it's very super true. cool. And yes. and they're willing to help you. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, we're, well, they we all want have our, to. <laughs> right. But everybody comes in with their guard up thinking, you know, well, yeah. oh, these people are going to judge me, which is yeah. sad. Yeah. And, but you know, I think it's a great time still in the hobby because 
people today, the kids today have access to so much cool information. That's true. But they can, but they don't uh, do it all the time. Caveat. They have access to cool information, but they also have access to tons of horrible information. Yes. That's what we're going to talk about next. Oh, good. Yeah. Good segue. I like to harp on that one. Go. (laughs) I know I set you up without knowing. So tell me, what do you go, go off on that a little bit? Because I, I, we have very similar thoughts on this. I think probably. Um, it's, well, it's, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. And, you know, you get online and there's these, you know, people that have tons and tons of followers, but just because they're popular does not mean that they're giving you good advice or good information. And a lot of times that's the case. And they yeah. just have a following. And then because they have a following, they get more people following them. And it just kind of snowballs into this trap of bad information that's just permeating the hobby and and i don't know i don't have an answer i don't know what to do about it um you know and then if you try and you know go in and nicely correct people they won't have it i i know the way to beat it do i figured it out i'm serious okay i I know how to do it and i just i'm not great at it but i know how to do it you know what you do (laughs) you know seriously you you do i'm not like an expert but i know how to do this you put your head down like Uh like i did with with my blog and podcast and you write the same freaking thing and write information over and over yeah. and over for years and it yeah. starts sinking in and then you carve out that niche of authority because you're right, right. <laughs> i know it's not arrogant yeah. but i mean because you know it, because <laughs> no, you're giving right. people good information right and they 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 you know they'll they'll see joe you know joe hot shot on instagram doing whatever <laughs> and you'll be like eh. and then they'll look and they'll see this thing on you know oh who's this scott Feldman dork and they'll read the stuff and they'll go oh he cusses that's cool um <laughs> no but then they'll start they'll start getting the information on that and they'll say oh yeah well yeah. the guy at tannin said and then they'll start shifting and then what happens you'll see people using your language your verbiage your yeah. ideas it does work and i'm not saying i'm yeah. a visionary but i'm saying i think that's the secret to overcoming information it's not as you pointed out to go into the forums and start just throwing well, there's no forums. smoke Be- there's yeah no forums <laughs> oh did i say forums good god yeah. i did it myself again <laughs> Well, no, no, because there's free forums a lot. Forums no, 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 no. Awesome. I yeah. miss forums. I do too. And that's another secret. I think we need more <sighs> forums, but it's not to go in these, these groups on Facebook or whatever and start yeah. throwing yeah. grenades. It's yeah. to just post authoritative stuff, I think, and yeah. just show your work and just show your work and show your I'm work and you. don't, you know, humble brag or whatever they call it. But, but I mean, yeah. just kind of like, because I think I, you're right. Then so nothing exhausting. gets me up. It is exhausting. And nothing gets me <laughs> upset more than people feeling like they're quitting the hobby or or, yeah. or discouraged about something because they've taken such crappy advice yes because it was the loud guy yeah it's like it's so unnecessary and yeah. then there's a huge number of people that are incredibly successful in the hobby you never hear from they're not yeah. active on these things which is fine <laughs> are you pointing fingers at me i feel very <laughs> no 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 everybody knows i feel attacked no, right now no well no 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 because you know like when i go on like for example when you when you've been on uh, a club speaking engagement and they'll take you to this guy's house oh you should see right. you know joe's house it's amazing right or, she has this great fish room and you're like where has this person been hiding they're just not into going out on the forums and whatever but there's amazingly talented people there that are Absolutely. doing it right. And yeah. just, they just do it and they don't brag. They don't talk. They're just there. But if you ask them questions, they'll bend over to help you, you know? But because like people, I, I'm going to throw myself under the bus. I, yeah. I technology and I hate going online to talk to people. I mean, I and know. it's hard for me to motivate myself to put, to go out there and be that character on the internet, on social media. Yeah. No, I hear you. 
I because you know what it is. It's hard. Like I'm like not a guy that can wake up every morning, find the right like hip hop song, and be like, look at my clown loaches, spawny. You know, it's like that doesn't yeah. excite me. Yeah. Feeding my no. worm, feeding worms to my loaches, like yeah, okay. <laughs> but 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 I am the guy that can sit and write. Stuff. Like my thing is, I work in the wrong medium. I like to write, and I, yes. I like to, and it's a more solitary thing. And I do the podcast yeah. only because I know people consume things that way, and yes. sometimes and it's fun. To, I the only way I can have guests too, but. Um, but I think that like you have to find what works for you and get out there and just do it. But I agree. It's hard because um, you, you're drowned out by this, by a lot yes. of garbage. And yes. it's not just, the, and you know, it's, I just don't have that personality type either. I'm not uh, the look not at true. me, look at me, look at me person. No, and you're not I think you have to have a little bit of that to be able to, to be in that I limelight disagree. all the time. I, well, I, I think you, you have to be that kind of person if you want to be the front of the pack all the I time i want to but, but i think but, right is i want to be the back and throw spitwads at people right. but, but no but like you like everybody honestly everybody knows you they like mm. you you have a dynamic personality you're just not out there mm. self-promote you're not a self-promoting person is what not. it is and I and we're the same somebody. way i don't like self-promoting even I though i know what you offer is like love, insane same with love. rachel same thing yes yeah, rachel for, She's amazing, and she doesn't she like to like self promote. No, and, but she and I got get in it. in the beginning where so yes. she had a footprint, she and cred. she was able to have that. Yeah, street cred for sure. Yeah, and, um, so that worked for her, and that was. I mean, she's awesome. If you and, want information, everybody Rachel's listening. got it. She's <laughs> forgotten more it. than any of us will ever know. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. But but I mean, I think that that it's it, you you in your own way do you know you spread the love because you're you're putting it out there it's just you're not like out there every morning on instagram putting up a stupid picture look at me eating a cracker in front of my aquarium oh, crazy you know <laughs> you know you're you're, you're you're when you show up you have something to say you yeah. know look well, at what you're what doing I... at aquashella that's a significant thing you know right. and that's we can all not that. enough of it that's all well it's hard it's you know a lot of people i mean this kind of this is my full-time thing so i can do this yeah. but a lot yeah. of people have a profession and, jobs, yeah. and it's like you gotta jobs. pay the bills and right so you know you can't sit there and talk about fish all day much as they much right. like to but right. but the little it's the little things you do it's it's appearing on this podcast it's changing minds uh, of people that thought this was really hard to do and you tell them no yeah. it's, it's it's honesty not. the other thing you did look, I have this, this wood I'm using and it's making a pile <laughs> of goo in my tank. You're being honest. You're telling people, yeah, you know, you may do this and you may fail. And right. It may suck. And that's what I've always felt is like, tell people the good and the bad. You may kill yeah. all your fishes when you use botanical stuff because yeah. that could happen. Yeah. And just like, don't say I didn't warn you. you know, but <laughs> the hobby's not easy. You're dealing with living organisms. Right. I think, but I think everybody has something to say. I mean, there's a lot of good experience out there just at every level of the hobby yeah. right now. And we never had an easier time getting it out there, right? That's true. That's very you know? true. It could but not be easier. It's huge. And and this this segues <clears throat> to another question I want to ask you. All we, right, we probably we never touched on this one, but I mean, I know Rachel and I talked about this before. I mean, I feel embarrassed that we actually have to talk about it. But women mm -hmm. in the hobby and their influence mm -hmm. in the hobby. Do you see it's, it's has it gotten better? Is it not good? Is there a is there a a chauvinistic bent in the hobby? Still, there was for a long time. I know. <gasps> and is it now? I mean, do you feel that or? And do you so, see a lot of younger women and girls coming into the hobby? I know that it's there. And I know that, you know, I hear about it. Mm -hmm. um, and I am the world's worst person to ask this question to. And I feel like I'm betraying <laughs> my people um, yeah. because I don't see it. Um, I've yeah. always been, every hobby I've ever been in, any undertaking I've ever been in has been male dominated. 
So I am completely blind to it. Yeah. And I have to be reminded that, hey, did you notice what just happened right there? <laughs> We're like, no. <laughs> the guy's yeah, a well, jerk. He's like, you no, know he's a jerk to you. Nobody yeah. else. Well, I have written a similar bubble of ignorance where it's like, I never thought like, oh, I didn't know this was an issue because I, right. I don't see the world that way. I'm like, I don't, oh, I don't care if it's a, a woman that's telling me right. this is the right. Who cares? It, these right. were hobbyists. And, right. But it's, you know, I've heard that from my, my gay and lesbian friends, too. There, mm. There's issues with that right now. Sure. And it really pisses me off. I mean, they're just, it's, there's just, the, for some reason, people are being judged by the source, by the content of their, what, by the color yeah. of their skin or whatever, yeah. instead of the yep. content of the character. Yep. It's like, that's actually happening. And I'm like, it wow, is. I've been so damn ignorant. To, you know, I don't think it's ignorant. Honestly, I don't think it's ignorant. Blissfully unaware, I guess, maybe. Or just because you have the proper outlook. You see people for who they are, not for what they look like or yeah. you know, who their what their skin color is, like you said. Yeah. I mean, we I feel like, you know, we're the kind of people who I don't want to say everybody should be, but like Martin Luther King said, you right. know, judge people on who they are. And right. we're losing that in society and it's yeah. very scary. It um, is. It is. So I, again, I'm I'm the worst person to ask about this. No, but, but I do I, know that it happens, and I but do I know, know a lot there of are women out there. But I know you're one of the, the aqua girls, and a lot of women right. hobbyists do yep. look up. A lot of guy hobbyists look up to you too, and it's and and I think that that's. I mean, it's weird. I'm mm -hmm. I'm pissed off that you have to. They call you aqua girls. I mean, you <laughs> right. call yourself. We call because ourselves. Like, yeah. Like what about aqua human? You know what I mean? But, right. Yeah. But 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 on the other hand, I'm glad it calls attention to the fact that there are women doing this incredible work, yeah. just like guys. In a yeah, it has been a male dominated kind of thing for a long time. I think that's a good way to put it. I hate that I have to. Yeah. But I'm know, glad you separate are. myself. But I mean, if I can help, you know, motivate or keep somebody in the, one person in the hobby, then I'm happy. Because um, yeah. that's really the thing for me. I feel like my place is more cheerleader, if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel the same. Yep, I feel um, the same. To, to keep people, to keep them grounded. I mean, it's it's Give can a be a tough kicking. hobby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't have to be. And if you have a nice structure of support around you, that's you the can club. Totally do this. Yeah, <laughs> everybody yeah. can that's, do well, this. That's, that's the benefit of the club. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, sure. it's given way to the to the to the user groups or forums right. or whatever the hell you want to call them. Right, and that's where the the people that that's the disconnect. Go, that's the disconnect. Yeah. It's easy to go on Google, quote a few facts, and everybody thinks right. you know what you're talking about. When the reality <laughs> is, at a club, you know who the legit <laughs> yes, talented people are. And it everybody knows who's full of shit. <laughs> right, exactly. And there's plenty of people full of shit on these things, yep. and that's the problem. And the hobby. You know, it those people self-immolate eventually, but yeah, you know, they, they can do damage while they're here, and that I think Absolutely. that's that, that's the hard part. But but it's not all doom and gloom for the hobby. I know we're deviated no, to not. a little bit of a dark I place, but <laughs> I, but I think it. it's but I think it's I think it's a really great time to be in the hobby when you think about it. Yes. I mean, on like you know, contrast the fact that we have these forums, the fact that you're in Virginia and I'm in Los Angeles and yeah. we're talking about fish right now. I was talking to yeah. um, a friend in in London the other day and doing a podcast episode. It's like. It, it's like we have this ability to connect globally immediately and I, good ideas and shitty ideas yeah. propagate really fast. <laughs> right. But, but it gives a chance for the shitty ideas to get knocked down more quickly. Yes. We saw this in the reef hobby in the early 2000s and we're seeing it now in the, the aquascaping world. Ideas permeate quicker. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I think that's exciting. I agree. Um, you know, now, did you consider yourself at all a specialist in any area? Is it aquascaping period or do you have if you had to say, what do I specialize in? Is it aquascaping or is it, or do you not even? I mean, probably if I had to like put my finger on something, but I feel like I, I mean, not everybody cares about the fish as much. Right. right um, right. and I feel like, cause I, 
it really came from fish first and yeah. found aquascaping. So I feel like I've, I've always been kind of stuck in between right. the two places. Um, but I mean, I, I'm fine with that. I just don't know that I'm a hundred percent aquascaper. Like I'm never going to be um, a number one IAPLC crazy aquascaper tank. Right. It's just not my place well, in this you, world. <laughs> well, it's, not, it's, not, it's not your goal, is it? Either, no, really. it's not. I mean, I mean, I'm competitive, but I'm realistic. <laughs> Well, yeah. still, it's not my job right yeah you know yeah. i have things to do i can't do you know daily right. eight hours in a fish tank all right um, right get a life yeah but you know i i will always care about the fish and the shrimp and whatever i have in the tank also possibly as much as the aquascape i mean yeah. i just did this last tank that i set up i have um and this is not me bragging they've come to me throughout the years but i have a whole I have five zebra plecos, so L46s. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it, I just really want them to breed just once. Right. For, for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> just do something. Come on. I would love Nature. to see baby zebra plecos. Right. That's like the only thing I want to see. And um, so I finally was like, I'm just going to do this tank for them. But then I was like, well, then I'll hate it because it's going to be ugly. So I, <laughs> I kind of came in the middle. Well, you, you know Hans Evers? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't he yeah, lovely? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, I yeah. sent him a message. I was like, I know you know exactly where these guys come from, and I know you have pictures. Can you please send me habitat pictures and tell me everything you know about how they're how they like to live? Right. And um, he comes back. He's like, Well, you're gonna hate it. <laughs> There's no plants. I was like, <laughs> I don't always have to have plants. Of course, I'm saying this like I really mean it. <laughs> right. And you get that I, I meant it at the at the moment. I said it. I meant it. Um, and then here I am. You know, it's fully planted. But right. What I made sure to do was with the rock work, there are 12 or 14, I think, different nooks and crannies and caves. And I I buried some of the, you know, Pleco caves specifically. Mm -hmm. And then I just made holes in the rock work for them to get in. And they have as many places to hide and cruise around as they want. And it's still pleasing to look at. (laughs) Because then on top of that, I put, you know, wood and and plants. All the things they like. Have they bred yet? No, no, no. Damn it. See, then I have, I have friends like my friend, you know, Sumer Tawari, you know, you're familiar with Sumer? I have never met in Sumer's person. Coolest guy in the world. Yeah. Sumer's amazing. He could look at a fish and it'll breed. He could look oh. at a really hard fish and that it'll guy. breed. He just like, he's like, oh, I just like trying all these fish and just breed. And it's like, yeah, dude, you're amazing. And, and I some, love doing Some that. people have a neck. I yes. can't. Yes. I have killifish and I could breed those. I mean, I oh, had nice. neon tetras accidentally spawn. <laughs> You know, I've done stuff like that, but I mean, like, oh, guppies, cool, I have babies, I get excited, you know, but, but I'm not like a fish breeder, but I know right. I would I ever want to do all the things that like a guy like Sumer does, you know, all right. the, uh, no, I don't, that's no. not enjoyable right. to me. And I was there so, once and it, it yeah. really, if you don't really, really love it and that's like your number one thing in the hobby, then yeah. you, you burn out really quick. Correct. Cause you and, can't be casual about it. And you, you to, can't, they're not pleasing to look at. No, it's utilitarian. Yes. I mean, now, granted, you can set up cool displays and sure. help get an accidental breeding. You know, <laughs> yes. That's, well, that's one of the things going back a little bit. Um, I've talked to a lot of killifish people and killifish are cool. I like killifish. Yeah. yeah. The, and the, and the, if you 
I was a member of the the American Killerfish Association. It's like sure. good old boys club. Yeah, it's like it those is. guys are like the problem with those people. They always sit and bitch about like why don't we have more people joining? <laughs> the, because you keep fishing shoeboxes, dude. Right. Like <laughs> that's why. If you'd set them up in a like maybe a biotope inspired kind of tank and not yeah. be so damn controlling about the way you breed them, yeah. you might get some more people interested. But yep. even people don't want to have thirty shoeboxes in their living room. It's not right. going to work. Well, and because they sit around at the meetings and bitch about why they don't have and nomenclature, <laughs> and yeah, and then they talk about nomenclature. Which, like, oh yeah, I mean it's cool, super but fun. It's like, but, but yeah, I'm like cladograms are not exciting. I slipped no. in that in school. No. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's amazing. Like the hobby comes full circle, though. Yes. I mean, because then we're back to what what brings us into it: fish, yeah. plants, cool tanks. You yeah. know, um, and then the beauty is you can enjoy it however you want to, right? That's I mean, exactly right. There's no whatever rule. speaks to you. Yeah, and and like so. What do you see as your next adventure? What is your next next thing you're gonna do? Because I know I've had you on, I've had you on for like over an hour. Isn't this great? With no yeah, no problem. Go ahead and knock on wood right yeah, now. Yeah, we had one little dark spot it. there, and then it came out. But <laughs> what, what um what what is your next project that you want to do? Like personally, the next thing you you want to try? Well, I mean this this whole thing with Oasa is new for me, and um, mm-hmm. being part of a brand is is very exciting. Oh, it's cool. Um, I'm like a brand really... ambassador. Is that what? You yes, mean? yes. Cool. Um, what does that entail? I don't know yet. We're still figuring everything out. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> because nice. I don't have, you know, the social media in, um, footprint. No. So that's... it's going to be more an on the ground kind of thing where I'm Which hoping is cool to too. do. Yeah, totally cool. I'll be doing like uh, speaking engagement. And, and then you dropped out. Oh, no. No, okay. I'm back. Okay. Good. I was like, oh, we went 67 minutes and it finally dropped <laughs> and out. And you right? said something. You know, well, you said, you said, like, I don't have a big social media footprint. And then it went blank. blank. I'm like, damn it. And you're not going to now either. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is That's going awesome. off the rails a little bit. So, so, so you don't know. So, so you're going to kind of like feel you're your way figure with it. it out. Yeah. That's um, cool. I mean, we're, we're talking about it now to try and figure out what makes sense for everybody. It's, see, Go. that's, but that's neat too with, with brands now. Yeah. Because they're engaging hobbyists who actually yes. use the product to yes. engage other hobbyists. This is like yes. the proper way Isn't to market. Isn't that smart? It's totally smart. It yeah. only took, you know, a hundred years of branding to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, right? That's how yeah. we do it. We yeah. work with the end user. We talk to the hobbyists. We get other hobbyists engaging. It's yeah. it's cool. Yeah. I, I love that. And you're you're perfect for that. You have the perfect temperament for that. So yeah. Well, you know, when I'm done, I have to go home and, and decompress. <laughs> well, yeah. After the end of a ho- yeah, I used to do that way too at the end of a conference. Like you yeah. get on the plane, you're like, I'm so glad I don't I'm talking talk to, to another fish. No the, more humans. The flight attendants, do you want fish or chicken? I want chicken. I want you to go away. Yeah, I don't want fish ever. <laughs> yeah. Ever, yeah. But it's but it's but yeah, it's but it's good that you're doing that. And and yeah. everybody does it in their own way. Yeah. But but it, so so the thing that's ex- kind of interesting to you is this little brand ambassador role that's going to What I'm interested in is is connecting with stores because I think that there's mm-hmm. a lost connection between stores and clubs and hobbyists and yes. manufacturers. And yes. there's a triangle there that could be amazing. If there we all is. work together. And I, I really don't understand to this day, I don't understand why stores don't have more like hands-on demos or yep. um, open house kind of things. Yes. Boy, you, 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 you opened the door to this. So we'll just touch on this for a little bit. Cause this is cool. Cause like <laughs> there, you're right. There's a disconnect. Well, I know like with a lot of like from the coral end, when I was playing with that, it's like mm-hmm. the, 
the stores didn't didn't like the clubs because the clubs just trade frags and things. Right. And they, they'll never buy from blah blah. Right. Sales really business. Old, right. Yeah. I, I that was kind of an old mindset, but I get it to a certain extent. But the thing is, the the fish store does something no online brand can do. Mm-hmm. It does something no club can do. It could bring people from a lot of different interests together. Mm-hmm. It's the watering hole of the hobby, like where all mm-hmm. the animals come to feed. It's like when you think about it you're right why aren't they doing more demos the store should be just like a like you know like the kind of gourmet food places where they're yeah. doing a demo it, like yeah. it should be like the william sonoma or the <laughs> you know you know one of those kind of or, or soda yeah. pop or one of those kind of stores where they're yep. demonstrating how to do this yeah and having people experts like you come in and talk i yep. think i agree and and to see brands doing that is exciting because yes. wow we're finally figuring this out yeah know? yeah Finally. Um, but but and they say how could the local fish store beat the online brand you, you beat the online That's brand tough. by doing what the online brand can't do right. you get people physically in the faces in the place you know yeah, and it's it's a totally different way of looking at things yeah. and i think that that's where it's getting caught up is the the store owners are still thinking about it you know in the same way they thought about it for 50 amazon's years amazon's killing me yeah, right no. you're so, killing you right so give them give people a reason to want to come to your store right because you can't, and, you're not going to make it otherwise have, the thing i always say is like you don't have to carry every product that's on amazon either because oh, you you just, can't, what you physically. do is you have a few things that right. people use and the rest you can order right. people could wait three days to get it from amazon they could wait three days to get mm-hmm. it from you yeah and they'll, then they'll get expert service to back it up yep it's like but for some reason that seems to have not sunk in at a lot of places yeah they feel no. like they have this massive inventory and they have to be just like that flashy website right. and right. have to have a aquascaping dojo or you know whatever right. it's like no just do what you do yeah. and but boy we covered a lot of ground with that one but that's, right. that's cool <laughs> well, <laughs> but support your local fisher support yeah. your local fisher because you won't yeah. have one if you don't R- right and then you're gonna right. be really screwed that's yeah, what exactly. happened here is we i have to travel at least 45 minutes and that's if i'm squinting my eyes and in my wow. fast car to get to a nice store well, you know, um, yeah, that, that makes sense. I used to have, you know, 10 really great stores within an hour. Yeah. And, yeah. and that was great. And we would do like shop hops through the clubs That's where fun. everybody, you know, you rent a bus and then everybody goes and, and patronizes these wonderful stores and yep. they're happy to see you and everybody wins. Of course. Um, but you know, we can't do that anymore because there just aren't stores. Now, granted it's tough around here and probably where you are because the, Real estate's just so expensive. Yeah, it's it's hard to have a physical brick and mortar yes. store in a lot of places. Yes. But um, but for the ones that are there, we need to celebrate. I mean, absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And like, you know, even as an on purely online brand, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not competing against my local fish store. I don't sell brine mm-hmm. shrimp and right. tubing and all the little minutia mm-hmm. that you need to, right. to do the hobby. They're, I'm not a threat to them. Right. You know, I'm not stealing customers. And I think a lot of the the initial <laughs> in what in the early years of e-commerce it was like oh these online brands are stealing our business they're yeah, not no. you can't you can buy stuff a little cheaper but it never is a substitute for talking to the fit the guy at the local fish store the girl behind the counter and telling right. you how to use that heater how to do right this oh those fish came in last week they're they're not as good as they should be don't buy them you know right. you don't get that from an online place no no you don't so this i don't know but the hobby is it never been i think we've never been in a better time to take off and never yeah. been at a worse time where we can fall into oblivion. Like, <laughs> right. right? It's like, right. it's like kind of weird. It's like, you can go either way. Yep. Either way. We're on to your daughter. Yeah. But with people like you, you know, getting into, you know, 
that that brand and hobby representation thing that that's exciting that bodes well for the future of the hobby I, engaged I hobbyists and i hope that it continues with other brands i mean it really makes sense to use people in the hobby um to talk to people in the hobby absolutely i mean who are they going to listen to some joe that is wearing a corporate shirt yep or somebody yep. they've seen at every trade show for the last seven years exactly Exactly. And, and who shares ideas and knowledge willingly and not just to sell a product. I mean, right. that's the other thing. It's like, you're not just, that's the one thing I've, I'm kind of proud of what I've done is I don't, I'm not just selling. I practically never talk about the stuff I sell in my <laughs> podcast or presentation yeah. to the point where people are like, dude, why don't you, I talk yeah. about the idea because yeah. you're going to find me. If you, if you research the idea, yeah. you'll find my that's brand. True. I don't, I'm not worried about that. That's true. And I'm not worried about competition because they're not taking the effort that I'm doing just right. like with what you're doing. It's like, you don't have to worry about saying Awase, Awase, Awase 15 times because they're going to see, oh, Jen uses this. She's successful. Look at her tanks. Oh, cool. And she's there. And when she represents this company, she knows about the product. Yeah. Bitching. You Hopefully. Know. Yeah. That's how it's going to work. But, Hopefully. but that's what's cool. Yeah. But that's, I agree. that's cool stuff. I agree. So, so wow. So this is this has went better than I expected, like technologically. <laughs> I, thought we'd been, I thought we'd have been like 15 minutes and the thing would have crashed on us. So right. this is great. Yeah. I've run out of questions to ask. No, I haven't. I actually, no, I can go haven't. on forever. But, I bet you could. Um, but I do respect your time. And I know it's getting late in the East Coast and you probably dinner time for you. Yeah. But um, so we should probably cut this one. But Jen, we're going to we'll have do you it on again. again. Yeah. We have to have you on again. We have to have Johnny back. And then yes. maybe we'll have, what I want to do, if I can ever coordinate it, is have one of these mega things where you have like you and George and um, maybe Rachel have like a bunch of people on and just have like a, a five way conversation about that'd this. That'd be super fun. And I think that'd be a lot of fun. So I'm trying to work on the what, best way to do that. But you're definitely in there. Sweet. Uh, you, have any, you have any parting thoughts about? Again, like your wish for the hobby right now, something you'd like to see or want or I would love for people to embrace mentoring um, for new people to find somebody that is experienced and genuinely knows what they're talking about and can take them under their wing and show them the ropes and nice. not let them get lost. Um, nice. And I think that that's something that if we could all kind of as a community come together and, and be better about it, it happens now. It absolutely happens now. But I think if yes. we could kind of make that a goal, um, it would really, really help everybody because I really it is heartbreaking to me to see all these people come in and get all this horrible advice and then they just leave. Yeah. And yeah. they could have had just one person take an hour out of their time and give them a little bit of guidance and it would have been completely different. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and I think people try. I think people really do mm -hmm. on these Facebook groups. They, they try. But but again, the problem is you see so many people with not so good advice yeah. being louder. And I think right. positivity and how do you has tell to, if you don't you, know, you can't when you're right. you don't have a barometer for that. But I think right. that, that that that's maybe our responsibility is yeah. to tell people, no, that's not the right way. And sometimes sometimes it involves giving people bad news. No, you are doing it wrong. And you're for sure <laughs> arguing it. Why did you buy a baby arowana you have a 20 gallon tank you know, right. you know what i mean it's, right. it's like no right. you you were stupid in right. a nice way right like don't do that you, you know you could there's yeah. this thing called google it's really crazy yeah and you can find out anything before you do it. or you can call me yeah. or email me and yeah. like you know Show that's me a message if you're standing in the store debating right. what to take right. home you're like your yeah. AA sponsor. I, I, I'm yeah. about to buy an arowana. Don't, stop don't me. Do don't stop me. I have my American Express on the counter. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but but I think you're right. That's that's a great, great sentiment. And I, I agree. And I hope we can all continue to do, you know, that's like doing things like this, taking time out of your day 
yeah. to get on the 16th take the, this <laughs> podcast. But I mean, to take your time out of your day and share what's on your mind about this stuff and, oh, and, and open up people's minds to the stuff. It's fun. And I, I think, so. oh, uh, yeah, it is. I'm, I'm very, very happy to have you on this. And I think that that's the key to this hobby being successful is people. It's at the end of the day, right? Sure. It's all sure. about cool people like you. Yep. And, and uh, with that, I think we're going to call it a day for you all right let you go and again thanks so much for being on oh, this episode thank you. thanks for sticking with me we literally i'm not exaggerating everything. We, <laughs> it was 16 tries i think to get <laughs> this thing to work for some reason and then there, yes and i'm Gosh. glad you guys stuck it out with the, the occasional drop-offs here yep sorry it, but uh technology but jen right. thanks so much absolutely for, for thank on. you no, absolutely. This is great. Look forward and to, thanks for yeah, what you do also. No, thank you. you know, yeah, so it's for fun. Sure. It's just pure fun. Um, and, and I look forward to having you on again real yes, soon. absolutely. And I look forward to seeing everybody else on the next installment of The Tint. Yay! Take care. Yay! Bye! Bye.